I think especially as a young person, it's just like, man, I just want to, I want to be so radical. I want to, I want to do things that are just so extraordinary, radical for God. And like, I, like, I, like if, it's, if I got to get my head chopped off, I'm going to get my head chopped off, like all these martyrs and everything. And sometimes the most like radical thing we can do for God is just be obedient to what he's called us to do. Well, hey there, Woodside family. Welcome to the first episode of The Link in 2021. Again, let me give you an official Happy New Year and welcome to what I pray will be one of the greatest years of spiritual growth for you and your family. Uh, we're so excited here on The Link because we have tremendous topics that we're going to talk about uh, throughout this season, but it all starts tonight. And to all of our friends who may not be a part of the Woodside family, but love watching The Link, we welcome you as well. Today, we want to talk about legacy. Now, yesterday, our country and really many beyond even our borders celebrated the life of one of the greatest Americans ever uh, produced here in this country, and that is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, his life was dedicated to service to others, to eradicating injustice, and to fighting for equity. And uh, all of us have benefited from that, regardless of color or background or even gender. And, it, and you think about the legacy that he left, and it caused us here at our team to think about the whole concept of legacy, and to consider some questions like, what type of legacy do you want to live and leave to the next generation? What do you want to be known for? In order to help me to have this conversation, a couple of friends have joined me. First to my right is Dr. Dan Stewart. He is the campus pastor for our Algonac campus. Hey, Dan, how are you? It's good to be here, Chris. I'm doing well. It is great to have you. Happy New Year, friend. Thank you. And then also one of my favorite human beings in all of Woodside, Michael Williams. He goes to our Detroit campus. He's also a student at Wayne State University and so excited about your passion for serving the Lord. Micah, how are you? Uh, I'm blessed to be here on the last semester of Wayne State. So there you go. Almost, almost to the end, you're actually building a legacy <laughs> right now. So Dan and Mike, uh, I guess the best place for us to start is what comes to mind when you hear the word legacy? I'll start with you, Dan. I think of the word lasting influence, an influence that lasts beyond you as a person. Um, the you, you referenced Martin Luther King Jr. And we think of social justice when we think of him, yes. that we, he invested into that. I think of Mother Teresa. Uh, we think of mercy and caring for the poor in such a thing. Yeah. Beyond what we know of the person, we think of the value yes. that they embrace. That's great. That's great. So uh, living out of value so much so that when people think of you, they know that, they, they think of that. And that's lasting beyond even your life. That's really powerful. Micah, what about you? Yeah, and that's one of the things where I like try to think about it. I'm like, yo, I wanna, I wanna come up with some complex concept of what legacy is. <laughs> but like at the very end of the day, of like the almost like a cheesy answer, but I think is the, not, I just like can't escape it. It's like the first thing I think of when I think of legacy is my dad. And for those of you who don't know, like he's a pastor over in Lansing, and and he's just he's just such an integritous leader, and and he leads the same way on the stage as he does at home, and and, and he's just passed that on to my to me and, and my siblings. There's four of us, and and. Two of them are at Moody Bible Institute right now, and, and the other two were just walking faithfully with the Lord and things like that, where it's just like, wow, like the things that he's taught us, the things that I've learned from that man, I'm going to be telling my kids, and they're going to be telling their kids, and that is something that's going to last far beyond his lifespan. Wow, wow, that's powerful. I hope that my children 
children are able to say uh, that about me as well. I'm sure, Dan, you have that same prayer request. You know, this whole thought of legacy, though, doesn't start with Dr. King. It doesn't even start uh, with the American experience. It really starts at the beginning of time. And the Bible has uh, a lot to say about that. So, uh, Dan, help us to get kind of maybe our biblical framework for how we should think about legacy. Legacy, I, I find all throughout the Old Testament. Yes. You know, you, you see Moses and his instruction to the people to talk diligently about these things to your children yes. as you yes. live your life. Uh, the implication is so that they embrace it. Right. The psalmists talk about we tell it to the next generation so that they would know the wondrous deeds of God. Yes. Um, you think of I, I always think of King David uh, in his legacy. I think of the Apostle Paul when he instructed Timothy, teach faithful men what I have taught you so that they can teach faithful men. Yes. That legacy of faith continuing generation after generation after generation. And Paul, I think, embraced that calling himself, because I think this is where it begins. It begins by having an authentic uh, passion yes. yourself, yes. right? We think of a, I, I, I think of a godly legacy. When I think of legacy, that's what I think of. I think, as you, raised by godly parents, grandparents, and they imparted that to me. So when I think of legacy, I don't think of... Um, you know, finances or inheritance, I think of a heritage, yeah. right? And so I think of that godly, godly influence um, and the, the recognition that if we're going to pass something on, we have to own it ourselves. Mm. You can't commend what you don't cherish. Yeah. And so I think of the Apostle Paul when he says um, in the book of Philippians as He's writing to them a thanks for your help. And he knew they were concerned for his being in prison. Potential execution was, was imminent. And he says, this is the one thing that now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether in life or by death, yes. for me to live as Christ, to die as gain. So he embraced that himself. Yeah. He, he can't commend a legacy if it's not authentically yours to begin with. Yeah, I love the fact that you talk about living from our values, our convictions, being passionate about something. You know, when I think of the word legacy, I think of others, right? Because at the end of the day, none of us will be here to tell our own story after we die. You won't preach your own eulogy as much as I may want to do that. You won't be able to do that, right? So the question is, is Who's going to tell your story and what story will they tell about you, about the values you embrace, about the life you lived? You talked about your dad and uh, the legacy he has, but I got to imagine, even though you're young, you're already starting to think a little bit about legacy. So how has your uh, thoughts been shaped around your own legacy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was something I really, really got into, I think, especially like the beginning of my junior year of, of college and everything where I'm just like, yo, like, what, it, what is it that I'm actually, like, what am I living for? I'm getting ready to graduate. I'm getting ready to spread my wings and fly and everything. And I wanted, and I wanted to know when I was like, and I got, and I heard this word epitaph and I was like, yo, what's epitaph? And it's like what they write on your tombstone. And, and so I began asking like freshman after freshman, everyone that was new to college, I was like, yo, what do you want on your epitaph? That was like my opening question. I was like, hey, what's your name? What's on your epitaph? <laughs> yeah, well, and so I was just wondering, because I was like, the way that you live, the, the way that you want to be known, how you like, like what, what everyone 
one collectively can agree about you when you die. It's like, it's gonna affect how you live every single day. And I think for me, it was just like, I think especially as a young person, it's just like, man, I just wanna, I wanna be so radical. I wanna, I wanna do things that are just so extraordinary, radical for God. And like, I, like, I, like if, it's, if I gotta get my head chopped off, I'm gonna get my head chopped off, like all these martyrs and everything. And sometimes the most like radical thing we can do for God is just be obedient to what he's called us to do. So like, for me personally, what my legacy I want to leave is just like someone who just loves God and loves people. And I think by doing that, it's just like, yo, like, I, like God, like I want to be obedient to you. I don't want to be so obsessed with being, with doing things that are radical, that are, that could be against your will. But I just want to be known for being someone who was just like, I am so radically obedient to you. Whether that's going to the Middle East as a missionary or literally stacking tables here in Troy, Michigan at, at Woodside or something like that. But, but just to live a life that is obedient to God, loving God and loving people. Yeah. So you're a millennial and it's interesting that you bring this up because my generation I'm Gen, uh, Gen X, and my generation was really raised with this thought of you got to be a world changer. Like, you got to do something big to change the world. And I think we became so enamored with that that we devalue small things or simple acts of obedience. And I love what you're saying, and that is that legacy is built through simple acts of obedience, being a faithful husband and father, being a faithful friend, daughter, being faithful to the assignments God has given you, ministry and work, um, being faithful and serving others. I, I love that. And then, you know, the other thing that I think of when I listen to Micah about legacy is this whole thought of living with the end in mind. You know, one day, uh, again, we're going to have a tombstone. And that may sound morbid to some people, but really I think that it's all part of the way that God wants us uh, to live, that this life is not forever. This is not our home. There is something after our days here, and we need to be mindful of that. And that should shape the way we live every day. Well, uh, I know he's thinking about legacy. I got to imagine you're thinking about legacy, Dan. So how does that look from your uh, station of life? Yeah, well, I'm in that awesome uh, place of having my children now enter into adulthood, yes. right? And then my oldest actually has now three children okay. that she is uh, now nurturing and things. So the multiple generation yes. reality is is front and center in my life, and it's humbling. I'm yes. telling you, it, it is humbling, um, but so in, so encouraging too. Uh, as you were talking, Micah, I thought of. Uh, an experience I had at Moody back 20 years ago when Crawford Loritz came yes. and he spoke to the student body and he, um, he spoke of a, an experience in his life early when he was going through a difficult time and he was burdened, he was wondering why God wasn't creating the breakthrough that, that he longed for and um, he was really struggling a time of discouragement and he heard God impress upon his heart this idea, you know, I had his couple of children around him, and God impressed this idea of his heart on his heart. Well, Crawford, maybe it's not about you. Wow. That maybe, maybe this journey I have ordained for you to walk, yeah. with its suffering, with its delayed reward, um, maybe this is to allow your children to watch an example of a faithful dad. Yeah. And to wow. and, and it's in their generation well I'll where I'll bring the blessing. Yeah. And he said it changed his perspective. And I'm telling you, I was I was young dad at the time. Yeah. And that was so meaningful for me. And now as I'm watching my grandchildren grow, I just have that prayer. 
of God, whatever blessing you were planning on bringing, may they experience it. Yeah, that's really good. You know, uh, you bring up Crawford at the end of these shows. We always recommend resources. I'll do mine now because his son wrote a book recently, Brian Loritz, called The Dead Difference. And I just want to encourage folks to get a copy of that book. And he talks about how his uh, grandfather made such a different difference in his father's life and how his father made a difference in his life and how he's striving to do the same. Uh, you know, I do want to say an aside as well, and we're not going to get deep into this, but I'm also so grieved anytime I see someone live an extraordinary life and at the end of their life ruin their legacy. Uh, do something that undermines their legacy. I'll never forget meeting with a Christian leader once and they prayed for me and there was a simple prayer that they prayed and that is, Lord, keep Chris from doing anything stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was yeah. like, Beautiful. this is like a profound yeah. prayer, right? And uh, they must have known that I'm at risk of stupidity. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but they, they prayed that, right? And I, and I think about that, like, Lord, as, as I get older and have children, grandchildren, uh, help me not to do anything stupid uh, in my older years that will undermine the legacy uh, that you are building through me. I want you to talk to your generation, all right? Uh, there's a lot of young people who aren't even thinking about this, right? Uh, but you're thinking about it. But as you speak to your generation, what do you want to say to them about how they can go about building the legacy? Yeah, yeah. I think, I th and I think it's uh, oftentimes our generation doesn't think about it because it seems like very far off. Like it's like, oh man, that's not something we can do right now. We don't see anything in the news. Like you can scroll on Instagram, you can go on TikTok, whatever. We don't see anything, nothing pops out to us unless it's something big. Yeah. So we think that we have to, the only, the only thing that we can do is something that has to be big and everything. But it's like, it's like, man, like you, like we, we, you want to leave this legacy, but it starts with what you do every single day. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be, no, you don't have to have a gathering of 10,000 people to make an impact in the world. But it's like, whoa, maybe having a conversation with your parents who have a very different view about an injustice that you just saw in the news, maybe having a conversation with them is going to change some direction. That's going to leave a different legacy or, or having that with your siblings or, or your classmates. And there's someone, there's always someone that you have an impact on, whether that's at your work or, or some of the kids that you like babysit and things like that. And it's just like, I think we get so obsessed with if we, if it's not big, if it's not huge, if it's not flashy, that we don't want to do it at all. When it's like, we have an opportunity to start making our legacy and living a legacy out that glorifies God in everything we do with, with literally like the mundane, like the ordinary, it seems, tasks. And I love that. Find someone, right? Like you don't have to we keep referring to Dr. King, have this mass following. Find someone, pour yourself into them. And I would simply say, attached to that, the greatest thing that we can give to another person is the message of the gospel. As we model that, as we give them the message of the gospel, as we ask what do they want on their tombstone, all right, uh, we're, we're really helping to live a legacy every time we're sharing Christ. What about your generation, Dan? What do you want to say to people who uh, are in a, in a phase of life where they're now looking at children, grandchildren, about living a legacy and leaving one? Yeah, I, I would recommend that we are committed to telling the story of God. Yeah. Right? Um, again, the psalmist tells us to not withhold the works of, or the, the works of God, but tell them diligently yeah. to the next generation. And, and I, just, I just embrace that phrase. Have I told you about? Yes, that's good. Right? To, to be committed to that opportunity. Instead of keeping our faith private, yeah. 
it can be personal, but it needs to be a faith that influences others. So simply to embrace that idea of looking for opportunities to tell the story about God. Looking for we opportunities. We all have them. If we have a personal relationship with Jesus, he yeah. has radically impacted our life yeah. for a reason. Yeah. So the next generation would, would embrace him. Right? One of the saddest verses in all of Scripture is uh, Judges chapter 1, where it says, right after Joshua, there arose a generation that did not know God nor know the works of God. Wow. Man, I, we can't let that happen. Yeah, that's really good. And you know what? Uh, telling our salvation story is a great place to start. Just, uh, you know, a lot of us, our, our family know that we follow Christ. They know that we're saved, but maybe they don't know why. What, what caused you to follow Jesus? So maybe that, you know, have I ever told you about why I became a Christian could be a great place to start and, uh, and telling the, the story of the family of faith. You know, for Father's Day last year, uh, my daughter got me a wonderful journal uh, and it says, I want to know your story, Dad. So every day it's a question at the top of the page and it's asking me my story. And as I fill out those pages, I'm going to, the goal is this Father's Day, give her back that journal and she'll have my family story and my story uh, to, to pass on. Um, you know, this whole thing of telling these stories though, when you're raising teenagers, it's a little bit difficult because they don't always want to hear your right. stories. You know? <laughs> and they just might say, yeah, you told me. That's already. right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. But you know, the older I got, what's really interesting is that my grandmother passed away, both my grandmother, maternal and paternal, passed away the same year, about six months apart. Um, but I came to the point towards the end of their lives where I saw their stories as part of my inheritance. Part of my inheritance was every time they would tell me a story about the family or about their faith, or about uh, something they experienced in the world. And you're talking about living history there. Uh, so let's, let's share that. Uh, guys, I so appreciate you joining me to have this conversation about legacy. And I pray that it inspires you uh, to begin to think, what is the story that I want people uh, to tell about me? What do I want to be known for? What values, what passion, what conviction have I dedicated myself to so that when people think of me, they think of that. My hope is that it will be Christ and him crucified. Uh, Dan, can I ask you to pray for us? I'd be glad to do that. Yeah, it'd be a privilege. Father, we have been given so much. You've entrusted us with the riches of Jesus. And Lord, I know there's great personal benefit to that. And we, we love it and treasure it. But Lord, it's too precious of a treasure to hoard it that you've called us, Lord, to share what you've entrusted to us. And I pray, Lord, that we would be found faithful, that our children and our children's children would know of you because of their knowing us. I pray that our influence for you would last long beyond any memory of us, Lord. And, and we do pray, as John the Baptist prayed, that we would decrease as you increase. Father, may your name be glorified in all that we do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Friends, again, thanks for tuning in to this edition of The Link. As always, recommended resources will be in the postscript. Make sure you share and like this episode. And uh, let's get about the business of living the legacy because it all starts now. Can't wait till we're together again next time. Until then, God bless and have a great day.